Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Leah. I'm Gavin. And I'm Chris. Are we both to intimidate me? No. <laughs> <laughs> intimidate you, I can do. No, if you want me to intimidate you, I'll go. And I'm Chris. Whoa, dude, that was that was like a different person. If you want to talk about intimidation, you got to talk about Chris. It's a new week. <laughs> We've been doing some cryptid-themed uh, episodes this. So, you know, Gavin did his amazing humanoid. So, clap, clap for Gavin. Chris did his amazing alien. So, clap, clap for Ooh. Chris. Now I'm doing poisonous and venomous cryptids. Well, even before before we get to what poisonous and venomous cryptids are, if, like Chris said the last time, which you would know if you listened, but if you didn't listen, uh, if uh, if this is your first episode, first of all, listen to the other two. But yeah. if you're a crazy wild soul who just listens willy-nilly, what, what are cryptids, Leah? Yeah, so according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a cryptid is an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster, that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. Hookie. Hookie dookie. I'm going to be speaking about the poisonous and the venomous cryptids. And that basically is, in description, a poisonous cryptid is a cryptid, such as snakes, scorpions, spiders, plants, etc., that produce any toxin um, for predatory or defensive purposes. This poison can be found in the blood, muscles, liver, to be processed by specialized glands, and uh, or be found in the sap of plants. So not all cryptids are equally toxic for life, and in some cases, the production of toxins varies depending on the time of year. Well, that all sounds icky, to quote you from the end of the last episode. Icky. Have you guys ever seen any actual like poisonous or venomous creatures like a snake or a spider? I don't think I have like maybe in a zoo or something, but I don't think I've ever actually seen any. Thankfully, knock on wood. I've seen poisonous frogs, not like out in the open, but contained. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen poison ivy. Oh, true. <laughs> it's a plant. I feel like it's always the most colorful frogs that are like poisonous. That's what everyone says. It's always the most like aesthetic. Oh yeah, if you see color in nature, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you brought in a bunch of what I think are cool poisonous yeah. and venomous cryptids. So that and one that Chris doesn't even know what it is yet. And we're gonna nope. get his live reaction. No idea. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> excited. Don't worry. So the first cryptid that I will be speaking about is the Mongolian death worm. And the Mongolian death worm's native name, Olgiokohorkoi. Wow. Can I try that? Can I try to name that? It just went up and off at the end. (laughs) So I'm going to try to say it. Olgiokohorkoi. Olgiokohorkoi. Sure. Olgiokohorkoi. Which means intestine worm due to its red blood-like color and size, which is the same as an intestine. So this is about to get nasty. Get your barf bags. It has been described to many to be two to seven feet long, have the ability to spit out 
corrosive yellow saliva and to generate blasts of electricity. Mongolian nomads believe the giant worm covers its prey with an acidic substance that turns everything a corroded yellow color. However, legends say that as the creature begins to attack, it raises half its body out of the sand and starts to inflate until it explodes, releasing the lethal poison all over the unfortunate victim. The poison is so venomous that the prey dies instantly. Livestock and humans are supposed to be its main prey. However, because Mongolia has been under Soviet control until 1990, very little was known about the death worm in the West. Okay, so one thing that I just want to say right off the bat is when we started the idea for the cryptid season, one of the first things that Leah said was, can I talk about the Mongolian death worm? Did I yes, you did. This was what like one of the first things like that. You didn't say it like that, but you Probably like so. you asked to do the you asked to do the Mongolian death worm, and I understand why. This thing sounds cool if you're not on its bad side. It sounds insane. Oh, don't get on the bad side, but like I don't recall that. But okay, it anyway. sounds like something that the thing that I'm getting the image of is I feel like you ever see SpongeBob? Yeah, like the Alaskan bullworm. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm getting a mixture of the Alaskan bullworm. And I haven't actually seen the movie, but like I'm getting like the movie like Dune vibes from it. Oh, I haven't seen Dune. Yeah. Like apparently in Dune, there's like these worms that live under the soil. Yeah, the yeah, sand. yeah. I know like the basis, yeah. but I'm, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of like that or like the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars, like that Boba Fett where it's like yeah. all these grammar things in the sand. That, but as a worm that comes out of sand. Yeah, well, uh, I... I obviously did the research and was reading, but I just didn't know that it will literally explode its end. So good for you. I'm proud yeah. at the moment. So um, in recent years, investigators have been able to look for evidence of the creature's existence. Ivan Mackerel, one of the leading Loch Ness Monster detectives, studied the region and interviewed many Mongolian people about the worm. Due to the sheer volume of sightings and strange deaths, he came to the conclusion that the death worm was more than just legend. Nobody is entirely sure what the worm actually is, and experts are certain it's not a real worm because the Gobi Desert is too hot of an area for worms and creatures like that to survive. Some have suggested it might be a sink. Ah, a skink? Skink. What's a skink? I don't know. Well, she's about to say what a skink is. <laughs> okay. Some have suggested it might be a skink, but they have little legs and scaly skin, whereas witness accounts specify the worm is limbless and smooth-bodied, like a baby's bottom. So, okay, dope. I like that for him. I like it. What do you guys think? I think it's got a great skincare routine. Well, okay, a skink is like a reptile. It's like a tiny lizard. It's kind of like a salamander. Okay. Yeah. That's just a fancy word for it. Um, sounds like I, a mean insult, though. Sounds like skank. Like someone is, yeah. Like if you I'm called sorry. someone a skink, if I went to someone and I called, I said you're a skink, like they'd be mad at me. They probably yeah. would think you say you said skank. Oh. Uh, well, that or telling someone that they stink. Uh, so either way. But in terms of the Mongolian death worm, um, I think it's dope. Um, if we do a bracket for all of the uh, cryptids from this season. I feel like it would get pretty far for me. But uh, so far, one of the dopest we've talked about. But um, again, do not want to be on its bad side considering it's like 
what like a, it's got being able to spit corrosive saliva and can blast energy and has like a big open mouth on the end that like probably eats people and livestock. So would not want to be on its bad side. Doesn't seem as friendly as uh well I guess a lot of the stuff we've talked about haven't been super friendly, but doesn't seem super friendly. I mean, it seems pretty cool. It seems something that can exist. I would not be shocked if there was something that we don't know of in Mongolia. There's a lot I don't know about Mongolia. So if someone said, oh, in Mongolia, watch out for the desert because there's this little worm that can kill you instantly. I'd be like, that makes a lot of sense. Mongolia is very like farmland, mountains, but not like high mountains, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's no big cities as well. I've been. So. Yeah. It's- something that is entirely real what you see photos of mongolia like nowadays or back then is what it looks like nowadays as well it really hasn't changed one thing that when you say mongolian death worm and i look at some of these pictures i imagine it as like this like huge like thing but you said it was it's only like two to seven feet long which like i mean a seven foot long worm is like big and scary but like it's not that much taller than me so from my perspective i'm like that's not that but like it's like i was thinking of it as something that's like 30 like the size of a building but it's like it's like go on well i mean maybe after thousands of years like it's grown so maybe it is now the size of a building and at one point it was like two feet long but even still a two foot long that's like a snake so a seven foot long wider than it is um lengthwise and i'm saying that respectfully maybe i don't know oh i'm point is probably still scary if it's spitting basically acid at you anyways sign me up to see it from a distance but the next (laughs) cryptid i will be talking about is the basilisk and i might say it wrong from now on but in European legends, a basilisk is a legendary reptile, thank you, Gavin, reputed, reputed to be the king of serpents and said to have the power to cause death with a single glance. They are no more than 12 fingers in length, and it is so venomous it leaves a wide trail of deadly venom in its wake, and its gaze is likewise lethal. Some have speculated that reports of cobras may have given birth to the stories of the basilisk. Cobras can maintain an upright posture, and as with many snakes in overlapping territories, are often killed by mongooses. The king cobra, or hamadria, has a crown-like symbol on its head. Basilisks are said to be the result of an old cock's egg hatched by a toad slash serpent. It was once a great source of fear, now almost forgotten. Basilisks are also said to have snakes tails and body with crocodiles heads, legs, wings, and crest the skin in either black or yellow or khaki camouflage. So basically what we're talking about is a big scary snake. Yeah. It would, yeah. A serpentine. Yeah, yeah, basically. And I mean, I know we'll talk about it later, but I just want to tease yeah. Harry Potter. It was in Harry Potter. Oh. But we'll talk about that later. There have been, in history, there were snakes that were huge. 
So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this thing could still maybe be lurking around. There was yeah. um, have you have you heard of the Titan Titanoboa? No. So prehistoric times, prehistoric snakes, everything prehistoric was massive. So there was a snake that was a prehistoric snake that was called the Titanoboa, and it was massive. Like it was the biggest snake you will have ever seen. And that sounds very similar to what you're describing here. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Basilisk is called king because it is reputed to have on its head a crown-shaped crest. The basilisk is alleged to be hatched by a cockerel from the egg of a serpent or toad, like I said. And in medieval Europe, the description of the culture began taking on features from cockerels. Cockerels are a young rooster, by the way. I just Googled that for myself. <laughs> so it's like a rooster and a snake. So one of the accounts with the basilisk was by Albertus Magnus. In the De Animalbus, wrote by the killing gaze of the basilisk, but he denied other legends, such as the rooster hatching the egg. He gave as a source of those legends Hermes Tregsmig, I'm so sorry. I don't know. We'll find it out. Who was created also as the creator of the story about the basilisk's ashes being able to convert silver into gold. The attribution is absolutely incorrect, but it shows how the legends of the basilisk were already linked to alchemy in the 13th century. Jeffrey Shoshker featured a basilisk, as he called it, in his Centerbury Tales. According to some legends, basculus can only be killed by hearing the crow of a rooster or gazing at itself through a mirror. Later method of killing the beast is featured in the legends of the basculus of Warshaw, killed by a man carrying a set of mirrors. Stories gradually added to the basculus' deadly capabilities, such as describing it as a larger beast capable of breathtaking fire and killing with the sound of its voice. Some writers even claimed it could kill not only by touch, but also by touching something that it's touching the victim, like a sword held in the hand. Also, some stories claim its breath is highly toxic and will cause death, usually immediately. The basilisk is also the guardian creature and traditional symbol of the Swiss city Basel. Hmm. I feel like the basilisk in a lot of similar ways to the chupacabra from the last episode like so the chupacabra was like a for those who didn't listen was like a coyote dog-esque creature so i feel like the basilisk in a similar way is like a lot of people talking about like some sort of a big cobra snake creature that was super deadly in a similar sense where then probably a lot of these stories all got kind of mushed together Mm-hmm. And like people were like, oh, you're talking about a thing that's a big snake. I'm also talking about a big snake. It's probably the same big snake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting how the different stories, how there's different things with like the roosters and also like having to do with like the intricacies of like its ashes and also how it can kill other things. Like I, similarly, again, to the Chupacabra, I feel like that's where a lot of the individuality and why it's such a like the basket is definitely also another well-known thing. Again, Harry Potter, which we'll get into. I think it's also a little bit like of a mix of like Greek. What is it? Mytho- like it's mythology. mythology yeah. Um, well, there's Medusa. definitely there's definitely Greek stuff in here. Like I, we were messing up the name, but I think it's Hermes just 
just make this or something like that? Because I remember yes. that was in a video game that I, I played. I apologize. No, no, it's good. It was in a video game. I that think I it's a god. Out. Like, I don't think you need to apologize. I think that's a combination of Hermes and a Egyptian god. So I don't think you yeah. need to apologize. You're apologizing yeah. to a Greek mythological figure. So I think they'll be okay. Okay. Um, also, you got a lot of hard pronunciation. So bravo. Yeah, I do. Why do I always do You had the Canterbury <laughs> Tales. You, had, uh, you always do get stuck with things. Trust, really trust there. I'm not the person to However, there is a way to defeat this ugly creature. And as I said before, the first method of killing the beast featured in the legend of the basilisk of Warshaw, killed by a man carrying a set of mirrors. The second was the basilisk was, however, believed to be vulnerable to cockerels, like I said before. Therefore, travelers in the Middle Ages allegedly sometimes carried cockerels with them as protection. So free protection, guys. Very proud of you. And the third one is kill it like J.K. Rowling killed it in the movies or the book. I think so. they just stabbed it with a sword. I don't know. I haven't seen the Chamber of Secrets in a while. They didn't rip it. They didn't have a stick and say a couple words and it poofs. Didn't have no, I don't think it was a magic thing. I think that they had a sword. But yeah, so to, to bring up Harry Potter, the basilisk was like the big thing in Chamber of Secrets. So, boom, there you go. That's probably the biggest thing of it being in pop culture, I yeah, would say. For sure. Probably. So, so, yeah, overall, the basilisk is something I would definitely like to keep a hot distance away from, as it seems a mix between Medusa's towers, a snail, a king cobra, and uh, my fears. Yeah. 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 It's very scary. So. Very scary thing. I would not want to run to that thing at all. No, 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 no. Not at yeah. all. You think you don't want to run to this thing? Okay, Chris, we're going to hit you with the slammer. Gavin, why don't you share your screen and really make sure Chris gives it a good look. Really blow it up full size. Say hello to... Well, you can... Do you want to say the name? The Jabba Fofi. Ja, the Jabba Fofi. You might have to click on it. I have to hit watch. Here we go. Watch. Yo. <laughs> take it off the screen. I'm not even over-exaggerating. What the Take it off the screen. Take it off the screen. I don't want to see it. I'm Chris is looking. Give him a second. I'm what gonna... is that? I don't All right, it's gone. When they're on my it's screens, gone. when they're on my papers. Like... Right, so the Jabba Fofi. <sighs> why, for those listening, which is everyone, why, what's so gross about the Jabba Fofi? They're really big spiders. But to kind of get more into detail about them, the Jabba Fofi, also known as Conglos giant spider are a type of large spider cryptid um which is said to inhabit the forests of congo so um i know where i'm not going the description is most of the many tales describe the spiders digging a shallow tunnel under the tree roots and camouflaging it with a large screen of leaves then they create an almost invisible web between their burrow and a nearby tree stringing the whole area with a network of trip lines some oblivious animal that'll likely soon to end up on the creature's menu will trip the line alerting the spider the victim will then be chased into the web the type of predatory behavior is similar to that of several species of trapdoor spider Presumably, the Java Fofi eggs are pale yellow, white, and shaped like peanuts. Natives claim that the hatchlings are bright yellow with a purple abdomen. Some of the peoples indigenous to the regions in the Congo where the Jabba Fofi has been seen assert 
that the spider will once quite common, but has since become very rare. Yo, this is exactly what I was saying about the whole color thing, that if they're saying that it's like the bright yellow with a purple abdomen, that yeah. sounds like a bright color. And it's also dangerous. Yeah. As I was saying earlier, that the brightest color things are poisonous and venomous. To go back a little bit, uh, the picture that I showed, I'll have to put it, we'll put it on the social media uh, in the little uh, picture if for this episode. We'll do a warning before you see that picture because it is. It's quite alarming. So I also awesome. don't know if it's real. It looks fake. Let's it's just say, a fake like, spider. I had to do the research for this, and when I clicked on the tab again, the picture of the, of the mm -hmm. spider made me jump. I'm not even joking. I was Rah. speaking to Gavin, and I jumped. I was like, holy shit. That's so, true. It did happen. I did. Yeah, I'm very... So, right. why don't you tell us about some of the history and sightings of the Jabofofi? Jabofofi. The very first sighting of the Jabofofi by a Western observer was in the 1890s near Lake Nyasa, during which British missionary Arthur John Symes and his men came upon one of the creatures. His men got themselves tangled in an enormous web and two giant spiders, which were two and four feet in length, male and female, came out of their web and attacked them. Symes was bitten but managed to escape after shooting one of them with his pistol. He subsequently developed symptoms including a deathly parlor, severe chills, swelling around the area where he was bitten, and became delirious before dropping into unconsciousness. He ultimately succumbed to these effects and passed. That's unfortunate. I condolences. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Uh, the fullest account by Westerners appears in the Cryptozoological Book by George Ebenhart. On page 204, to be exact, Ebenhart relates this terrifying experience of an English couple traveling through the region of a jungle in what is now called the Congo. R.K. Lloyd and his wife were motoring in the Belgium Congo in 1938 where they saw large objects crossing the trail in front of them. At first they thought it was a cat or monkey, but they soon realized it was a spider with legs nearly three feet long. Ooh. There's probably so much stuff hidden in rainforests that you just don't know exist out yeah. there like they just found a sinkhole that had its own forest in the bottom of the sinkhole where was that it was in china oh and they said they just oh, found yeah. a sinkhole with a ancient forest on the bottom and they said when we go down there and check it out we're gonna find species we never even thought existed that's creepy yeah so, yeah there's there's literally i'm sure like i've said that i'm sure that in the depths of this world there are things that we cannot even imagine Many of the natives describe the spiders as once being numerous, but now as vanishing species. Encroachment by civilization in the form of rainforest being converted to farming may have driven the spiders from their natural habits. If that's the case, then how come this giant spider, which I'm sure if there's any person that would ever see this spider would be frozen in fear and the spider can just kill them and eat them, how they would just let farmers come in and cut down their trees and move into their natural habitats without putting up much of a fight. Like, I feel like if we were cutting those trees down, they would just spring out of there and just start attacking us. You Maybe know? they're like nocturnal or something. That huh? too, but bears are more scared of like people. Brown bears are more scared of people. It's like, why is something that's so big, like so scared of us? Yeah. 
like, also wow. because who knows what technology they had whenever all this was happening. Like if they had machines to be cutting down trees. Well, yeah. brown black bears are scared of humans. Brown bears are not. Brown bears are. You can't. Are, Grizzlies you guys, are not scared of us. They'll hunt us. So you know, I um, are you guys gonna go? Are you guys gonna to, to, to the look Yes, of course I'm gonna go to Mozambique. The like biggest arachnophobia fear ever. Yeah, but what better ever. way to get rid of it than explosion? Like a little spider in Vermont, and Chris screams. It's like, ah, there's a spider, and I was like, Chris, this is not true. Yes, it was. This is not. It was in your bed. It was next to the wall on your bed. No, I looked yeah. over. You're so you're thinking. So instead of screaming, I looked over and I go, I go, whoa. There's a spider nah, down there. Okay, we'll he he, was, he kept his cool. He was like, guys, I don't mean to alarm you. There may not be a spider over there. Maybe people like Leah are the reason that we have cryptids in the first place because they'll go to a place and they'll see a big spider and they'll be like, it was the size of a tree. And now everyone's like, oh, look at these big spiders are the size of the trees instead of being the size of like a dinner plate, which there are spiders that are the size of like a dinner I don't plate. Need a, I don't need to like know that. They don't. They're like, not the here. The size of these spiders like scared mm -hmm. me. The size of like the king crabs, the like six feet in like legs. Have you seen? Have like, you seen uh -uh. coconut crabs? Yes, those. Fudge that. I'm gone. Well, <laughs> no. They're all pretty no. scary. I'm not. No. I'm not. No. I'm not. Okay. Well, anyway, I would say definitely this might be. I would say one of our more scary episodes only because a lot of, like, all right, the Mongolian Deathworm Basilisk might not be real, but this yeah. spider? Mm, I mean, even, like, Australia's got some crazy stuff. So, like, yeah. I really feel like some version of the spider could be real, which is why I say this might be one of the scarier things that we talk about. Yeah, I uh... hey. Which one, yeah, like out of these, which one do you think? Well, I was going to say my last thought of this one is my, I think, I, I, I just think, I think there's probably some big ass spiders in the Congo forest. Yeah. And I think what happens is back in the day, like we're, so, you know, when colossal squid and all that yeah. stuff was big. So everyone thought it was this giant squid that would come up and smash on the, like people tell stories and they exaggerate the cracking, yeah. and they exaggerate to make themselves look better in front of their friends. So I think uh little Arthur John Symes, his buddy probably got bit by a big spider, but I don't think it's as big as he says it is. I think it's like a big spider, but I don't think it's as like this gigantic thing. I mean, when you look at the evolution of, uh, you know, how things throughout the centuries have kind of evolved in size and mm -hmm. shape, whatever it may be, like it could be possible, maybe not that massive, which I really, really hope not. I mean, but I hate to say this, Leah, but they probably could be that massive. Oh my god, they could. Don't do this to me, guys. <laughs> Regardless, like, yeah. Then... No, I didn't clean my place yesterday and today. Like, don't do this to me. Don't start. This. No, I'm no, sure it's there's a big spider uh, that's. No, I'm joking. But I'm, gonna I'm be sure like, you guys are fine. I, I think I'm going to finish that smack. That, 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 that's where my hand is right now. The Jabafofi likes to snake around Los Angeles. Well, anyway, I'm going to answer oh, Leah's question that she asked like two <laughs> minutes ago. I'm, I'm going to answer Leah's question that she asked two minutes ago. Of what, of our, what are our thoughts? Um, not a big fan of poisonous and venomous uh, cryptids. The Mongolian deathworm might be like the coolest name. Yeah. Dope as heck. But uh, what it does 
scary. I would probably rather get attacked by like the deer man running at me at full speed at night than have to deal with like Jabba Fofi. Yeah. Probably. Uh, what about you, Chris? I think these venomous and poisonous animals they sound a lot like like boss battles in a video game like oh i are you at the jabafofi level or you're at the mongolian deathworm level like they sound like they're stuff from video games but like i think like again i think i think the basilisk is a is a european folklore i think that's a basilisk i think the only thing that actually jumps out to me that may be a real thing is a slightly smaller version of the fofi Jabafofi or like the Mongolian deathworm could be something because I've never I don't know anything about Mongolia so that could be something there. I was gonna say you're doing a real good job holding your sheesh in because like I know you Chris you are a big like you hate spiders. Oh I hate spiders but so I know it's probably not real because like, I know it's not real. Like of course it's e- easy to like photoshop a spider looking like the size of like Kim K's booty but like oh if I saw is- that in in person I would. Not, I would not be living after that. Oh, I'd, we'd like, be freaking out. I don't out. know how you're trying to feel like so hyped up and strong around the spider when I know I could never, and I know you could never as well. Like, we Listen, could, it's it's part of. Never. Yeah, for as much as we say, oh yeah, it's a spider. I would be scared shitless. For I would, sure, I would expire on this spot. I would be past my sell by date. I would simply like my soul would leave my body, and you would see it ascend. See, people it would fight. it would be a willow. It would be one of those lights going up. Yeah. In the... <laughs> you know how people have a fight and flight or fight, yeah. fight and stay. What is it? Uh, well, there's three. Fight. It's fight, fight, and freeze. Fight, flight, and freeze. Fight, flight, and freeze. I would freeze. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would freeze. Oh, for well. sure. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I hope you liked uh, the cryptids, and I'm so sorry for all the name mispronunciations and blah, 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 but feel free to look um, them all up, because they are... Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, this is still a banger episode, but you you definitely called it last episode. It was a little icky, for sure. But we made it through, and it's another solid category of cryptids. You, my, my last thing, Leah, how did you stomach researching all this stuff? I've literally had to ask Gavin after seeing that photo to go open the article and copy and paste everything. I did you, <laughs> you not because yeah. I got scared of that like stupid spider picture like on the side. It was literally on like maybe like a quarter of oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah it was big on the screen. Computer screen. Yeah, I, I don't do that. Jump. I don't do that. Like now yeah. I can't. Now I can't go in my room now. Dude, if there's like spiders on like don't even don't even manifest that type of stuff newspaper on a book like an image of a spider i will not touch that page i don't care if it's don't even even manifest it don't let's just toss to the ending (laughs) anyways for the strange world i am leah gavin and i'm chris thank you so much for listening stay strange Bye. bye um chris you should do the and now it's time Fuck me! Why did I have to open that one? Oh my god! Close it. They're all from the same site. They're all from the same site. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Take it off. I'm being real. I hated that. Can we keep this in? Yeah, for sure. Alright. That was authentic. Alright. Alright. And now. You've reached the end of the podcast where you heard Leah scream as loud as she can.
Um, well, if you listen this far, you're probably wondering where we got our sources from. And uh, Leah, where did we get our sources from? From the wiki cryptid fandom. So uh, cryptids.fandom.com slash wiki slash whatever the topic was. So Mongolian Deathworm, the, uh, the basilisk, and the Dwafopi. Yeah. Dwafopi. Awesome. I need a water. I need a shot of vodka and a water. Wow, that was that was something. This is I the need epilogue. a vodka cheeseburger, a shot of vodka, and no, that, 20 was, nuggets, that was really rough. I, I hope to it. never have to see Jabafofi again. That was nuts. Um, I'll tease my episode real quick. Next episode, mm, it's not about. Oh, I don't even know what to say. Um, we're getting into some more classic stuff, but also different not as much about creatures as much as it is about the environment okay. yay okay. guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out green. Go, green. go green 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 This podcast was produced by Gavin Berger, Leah Ettinger, and Chris Ash. Our theme song is by DJ Kai Song, and our logo is designed by Michael Zilvetti. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and check out more episodes of This Strange World available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. If you have any other ideas for future episodes, let us know. You can DM us on our social medias or email hello at thisstrangeworldpodcast.com.